It's time to watch The Muppets with special guest Arlo Guthrie. so good okay um how are you megan i'm fine i'm doing fine fine. how are you this afternoon i'm good i'm feeling a little bit more refreshed yeah i think we just had a good episode hopefully i hope so hope so um do you want to like get things started yeah why don't we why don't we jump right in why don't you get me started okay it's time to watch the muppets we watch the muppets we watch the arlo guthrie episode of the Muppet Show airing in the UK on December twenty first and airing in the US on December fourth. I think we're really close to December. We're 4th really right now. close, right? Yeah, I think that was so just the other day. Okay, That's crazy. this is I great. love lining up. It's so weird. So the other day, sorry, before we get started, on December fifth, nineteen seventy nine, the John Denver Christmas album with the Muppets came out, and the other day, my brother was at a record store. And he was like, he. we were talking on the phone while he was on his way there. And uh, he was like, oh, I'm here. And I was like, oh, where are you? And he's like, I went to the store, Yearbook Records in Lanoka Harbor. And I'm like, oh, cool. Um, we just heard about them on Instagram. They followed uh, my shop. So mm-hmm. we mutually followed them back. Because Justin's always looking for like cool record stores to go to to buy CDs and stuff. So he's like, is there anything you want? And I was like, oh, actually, there is. I'm like, the John Denver Christmas album with the Muppets. I'm like, just see if they have it. I'm like, I'm like, I know that they did a repressing of it in like 2019 or something. So oh, wow. you can find maybe either an old one or a new one. Yeah. You know? So he's like, like he gave me one of those like, sure, Jan. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'll check and see if they have it. Yeah. Like, you know. So then he calls me back a little while later and he's like, oh, this store was great. It was like small, but like it had so much stuff. Like, you know, like yeah. he was really like looking around there with our other brother for quite some time. And, uh. He goes, and guess what? I'm like, what? He's like, I found your John Denver Christmas album. I'm like, no way. He was like, yeah. The woman at the counter was like, oh, let me know if you need help with anything. And he was like, um, shot in the dark. Do you have the John Denver Christmas album? And she goes, oh, yeah. And she like clacks away on the keys. And she's like, yeah, I do. I do. So I have that to look forward to. <laughs> That's awesome. All these years later. I'm like, it's so, I, like, I looked it up the other day and I'm like, oh, my God, like, it came out in time with this season that we're doing. Like, yeah. we have all of this cool, like, discovery we're doing while watching the show in chronological order and everything. And, like, that it's December now and the synergy of, like, we're watching an episode fr- somehow from this week but in yeah. 79 is so cool to me. So weird. And it's my grandma's birthday and I told you that was her 49th birthday, right? That made me insane. I'm like, oh, my God, she was 49 when this album that I'm yeah. like, it's really old. Came yeah. Out, right? You know, know. like... That's and she crazy. was already 49. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to listening to that. I don't really have much, like, love for John Denver. And I'm, like, pretty sure he's, like, an abuser. Really? I don't... I don't know. That's what I had heard. You know, I only really know him from those commercials. Mm-hmm. Sunshine on my shoulder makes me happy. <laughs> All right, Megan, let's get this episode started. Let's go! So Scooter discovers that Arlo Guthrie's name has been miswritten as Arthur Godfrey. 
And he was like, Kermit has terrible handwriting. He needs to start typing. I, I want Scooter with a gun to come back. Yeah. Did I want him to walk backstage and go, five seconds to curtains, Mr. Guthrie. Oh, my and God. he has the gun. <laughs> oh, my God. Did he have his little jacket on in the beginning of this episode? Yes, I'm okay. looking at a picture. Because, of you know, at the end jacket. of this episode, he's wearing, like, overalls. He's not wearing his jacket. Barf. I did not recognize yeah. that. Oh, no. And he's standing next to Robin, and Robin's oh, so cute. Robin's so cute. Robin's a little guy. Oh, my God. I have a surprise for you for our <laughs> Christmas episode. And it just... Robin's so cute. He's so cute. That's all I'm going to say. We're watching The Christmas Carol, The Muppets Christmas Carol. We're yeah, yeah, because okay. this year on Disney+, Plus, they're releasing um, a new version with a lost song. Oh. So there's like... That's what I'm saying. Like, it's so cool how, like, these things keep happening around us oh, with yeah. this show. That like it just so happens that around Christmas time, they're releasing this new. You know what I mean? Like that's the Muppet movie that I've seen the most. Really? Yeah. I think I've only ever seen it like once or twice. I've seen that movie too many times. I mean, I've told you I don't like a Christmas Carol. I don't like the yeah. story. It's kind of boring. Yeah. My favorite, um, my favorite rendition of a Christmas Carol is they used the character of Tiny Tim in that movie called Mafia. Do you? I've never seen Mafia, but I just listened to a podcast where they talked all about the movie Mafia. This is another one of those crazy things. Okay. Wait, it's Mafia with an exclamation uh-huh. point. They, they stressed that, too. They <laughs> were like, Mafia exclamation point. Let voice. me tell you that I went to the movies with my dad and my brother, and I, of course, I was, like, being a little bratty bay, and I sat mm. away from them, oh my and my, they were making fun of me because they heard me laughing hysterically <laughs> it's a parody the movie, entire right? time. It's so dumb. With Jay Moore? Yes. Yeah. So he did those, uh-huh. and... um. Just like really dumb jokes, like got any got any Italian in yet? And it's like a, a hot lady, and she's like, "Not since last night." Oh god! And then, um, <laughs> like, it's fucking hilarious. So if you see, have seen any of those, like The Godfather, Goodfellas, uh-huh. things like that. But then yeah. they also incorporated like Tiny Tim and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Um, they just parody it, and it's hilarious. Like. In the movie, the grandma, there's like a grandma character and she's like eating the broccoli to fuel her farts to like, it's, this sounds it's absolutely crude, like your movie. it's crude, but it is the dumbest, funniest thing. I don't know if I would think it was funny now, uh-huh. but like when I was in middle school or whatever, I certainly thought it was hilarious. Yes. Yeah. No, that sounds really But I've funny. watched so many of those, like, mob movies. Oh, yeah. And, like, so, those like, you attacks. get all of the references and the beats that they're hitting. And then I also from come from... From Casino, yes. from all of that. Yeah. Yeah. So the curtains open, revealing the Muppets in a rustic home. Arlo and the Muppets sing Grocery Blues. Midway through, the Swedish chef leaves the premises with a shopping cart. He soon returns with the cart stocked with food, including a panicked live turkey. Oh, my God. It didn't occur to this me This is a this Thanksgiving was, episode. This is... Personally, insane. This is a Thanksgiving yeah. episode. Yeah, and on top of that, like, the premise that we read last week that we said that kind of sucked yeah. is actually the premise of this episode. Yeah, you're right. It is. So, so this song, Grocery Blues, is just an Arlo Guthrie song. So, at first I was like, who the hell is he? But he was entertaining to me. And did you read what his deal is? What is his deal? Let's go find out his deal. Arlo Guthrie is a folk singer best known for the song Alice's Restaurant. He is the son of legendary folk singer Woody Wait. He is born in Brooklyn on July 10th, 1947. I mean, he had a nice voice. I liked him just fine. 
he is known for singing songs of protest against social injustice mm. and storytelling while performing songs, following the tradition of his father, Woody Guthrie. Guthrie's best-known work is a, is his debut piece, Alice's Restaurant Masquerade. Alice's Restaurant. What is that song? I don't know. It's from 67. Should we just, like... Yeah. We'll just... I'm just Alice thinking, here. who the fuck is Alice? I don't know why she's leaving. I guess she's gotta go. I don't know oh what God, I'm saying. What is that song? I think I'm messing the song up, but it's like, who the F is Alice? <laughs> oh, that's Little Red Corvette? It sounds like what you're singing. Oh. The opening verse of this song is, this is a song called Alice's Restaurant, and it's about Alice and the restaurant. But Alice's Restaurant is not the name of the restaurant. That's just the name of the song. And that's why I call the song Alice's Restaurant. That's a joke. Yep. Okay. In, in the 60s, that's a joke, Megan. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Got to put that qualifier on it. That's a joke in the 60s. Winnie tells Kermit, that, first of all, who is this? Winnie. This new character that shows up. She's like some sort of a bird. Oh, yeah. Chef's assistant. First of all, you know that's Gladys's voice. It's Gladys's voice. This bird sous chef. What happened to fucking Gladys? You know why? That bird must have eaten her. And she's probably the other parts of Gladys that wasn't part of the Golden Girls a couple episodes ago. <laughs> so Winnie tells Kermit that she and the chef are preparing for a feast for the show. Kermit has already hired a caterer. But the chef's loud bawling convinces him to change his mind. <laughs> when the chef just starts like, oh, and he like throws the plates on accident. And then when he like, he has that final stack of plates and um, Kermit's like, no, uh, chef, watch out for that glassware. And then he throws it and it's, it turns out it's like all chain linked oh together or whatever. They're so stupid. It reminds me so of like funny. Um, a wallet when you show someone like photos in an old 90s movie. Look at my know? kids. Look at yeah. my kids. <laughs> Again, I just quoted, uh, what's it called? Family old guy. Family old family guy. Look at my kids. Look at my kids. Muppets newsflash. The newsman reports on farm gestation periods. And a recent bumper car. I don't understand what the this whole point of everything was. This leads into cows, though. The cows, don't they sing in this part? Yeah. they. Um, so this newsflash was presented really weird. It was, like, on a TV that, like, a mom was watching while she, like, rocked her baby or something. I feel like the newsflashes have always just been, like, in the studio. Oh, they tried to, like, incorporate it. Yeah, they did, like, a new format cool. to it or whatever. Yeah. It was someone watching it with one of those fucking creepy babies. I love those creepy babies. So, yeah, you mentioned before the cows... This is weird. Like, Kermit presents this whole thing. He's, oh. like, sitting on the fence post, and he talks about how, like, oh, you know, we act like art only comes from, like, city folk or something like that. But, like, there's st- good down-home stuff on the farm or something. And then he presents a herd of cows that sing elegance. They sing in the pasture, then move into the house. They're dressed up, by the costumes. way. Yeah, they have costumes. And wait, we didn't mention that Gonzo got run over by a herd. Did you see in the beginning of the episode, in the opener? Like, oh, in the... After he blows yeah. his horn, he gets run- stomped. Stampeded or stampeded. Yeah. Stompeded. Stompeded. 
<laughs> I loved these cows, though, that, like, when they moved into that, um, like, the showy costumes or whatever they call them here, where they have, like, hats. Top hats. Like, all of a sudden, you can see their legs, like, they're doing a kick line. <laughs> like, these, like, cow hooves oh start coming God. up. That was really very funny. Uh, our next bit, the Swedish chef tries to skewer a turkey with a spit, but the turkey escapes. This was so fucking funny and, like, messed up. <laughs> we roast the turkey. Here we go. Ooh. Okay, turkey. Here we go. Now we skewer the turkey. They go in. They go into the turkey. And over. Here we go. Here come. Here go. Oh, the little turkey like this. When he like shows the turkey, he's like, "This pointy end basically is gonna go through your butt, yeah." And, out, and he and then he shows him out the mouth, like, and the turkey's like, like he literally makes a face, like, "What? You're yeah. trying to what?" So then he bends the turkey over and he gets the skewer ready and he goes to like th- shove this it up. This is such him. a good Thanksgiving episode. Yes. This should have come out on Thanksgiving. Already, I go. One, two, three. Oh, oh. So the turkey then, um, you know, ducks the skewer and then slaps him in the face with it, ending his, you know, potential death. Yeah, I was really surprised when I saw this, when the turkey showed up earlier in the grocery store that it was going to come back for, like, this... The chef truly is going to make a feast for all of them. Yeah. And, like, they're not calling it Thanksgiving, but it's obviously Thanksgiving. It's obviously Thanksgiving, but yeah. But they're in the UK. Yeah, they're in the UK. Yeah. They have nothing to be thankful for in the UK, <laughs> right? Bank we, holiday. It's we, not... A- <laughs> we cut them off yeah. back in uh, old 1776, you know, <laughs> when we won the war. No taxation without representation. Hell no. Hell no. All right, now backstage... Gonzo shows Arlo his new flamingo guitar. I love a little dumb dumb one off bit. Dumb this dumb one off so for sure. When he show he's like, Oh, it's a flamingo guitar and it's you know and then he pulls it out and he plays like yeah. little <laughs> chords on it. That was pretty funny. Gonzo was really into it. Yeah, he definitely was. I could see Gonzo settling down with a the flamingo. They have chicken qualities, they have a horn nose kind of thing yeah. like him. Maybe Gonzo is a flamingo. Have we explored that option? I don't know. In a hayfield, a trio of Muppet couples dance as Gramps sings and plays a square dance version of At the Dance music I knew. on his violin. So did you hear it was like at the, they played the At the Dance like, type of music like very briefly. Yeah. Time for the square dance. One for the money, two for the show. Grab your partner. Here we go now. Turn this was funny too because we got to see Piggy Sue as you call yep, her. Yep, Piggy Sue was there. And, and I uh, think this is... Well, we we had deemed her Michelle or something, right? No, that's Jennifer. Jennifer, yeah, the blank with the new hair. Woman. Yeah, Jennifer yeah. with the new hair. Yeah, yeah, she's definitely in this too. I thought this little square dance bit was funny when it was like, "Now put a finger in your ear." Yeah, and then it was like, "Women make a fist and punch your partner." <laughs> I liked this a lot. I like any excuse to do the like these jug band style characters, and then that's what like delighted me even more was when <laughs> the UK spot started immediately following, and it was. Uh, members of Lubak Lou and the Jug, jug Huggers like sing this. a horse named Bill. I liked this so much. It was so great to see them. Yeah. I felt I, like we haven't seen them. We haven't in quite some time. And I guess they they saved them for these like kind of down-home kind of episodes where they bring in like a folk act or a country act. And like, I don't know why they only like 
cater to those style of musicians with those types of things. Like, you know, I don't know. I feel like. Well, it's what Jim knows. Yeah. And I think there's probably a market for it in the UK. Like, they like that Western Americana. They must, because, like, the same way that, like, in the US, we enjoy, like, shows about. British shit. British shit. Like, The Crown, you know? Like, and all that kind of stuff. Like, it's the unknown to us. So they don't have, like, the Western tales, Mm -hmm. because they don't have, you know, life like that. They have other tales. Yeah. They have crown shit. So, A Horse Named Bill was performed by Lou Black Lou. And the, the, blah, blah, blah. the song was also the center of one of the surviving episodes of Sam and Friends, in which Kermit lip syncs and plays the banjo to a recording by Bob Gibson. Oh. So, this is just a traditional folk song. Wow. And obviously, Jim was a big fan of it, because it was on Sam and Friends. Yeah. So, th- so, he had the recording. This came back for a reason, for yeah. sure. Next, Arlo sings... Get along, little doggies. One morning, and I guess because Arlo is a country singer too. Yeah, this is another traditional song that's been arranged here now by Arlo. Interesting. It's weird these songs that like exist. Imagine if somebody consider existing now. You know, like they're just they're so old they don't know who to credit. You know. I wonder if like a pop singer will do one of those. Like bring, bring one back from like the nineties, yeah. From the, uh, the public domain, yeah. It's from the thirties. We're gonna be doing the sh- the Charlton, yeah. The Charlton, <laughs> Charleston <laughs> Chews. Charlton Heston, yeah. This new dance, but yeah, like the the, the idea that we'd like everyone be doing the the cakewalk or whatever, <laughs> like these old weird dances. Yeah. Oh man. Do you know the cakewalk is like a slave thing, though? No. Yeah. <laughs> I just named a dance. We played Trivial Pursuit last night, and it was like, the question was like, is na- you had to split the dances by century. So it was like the 19th century, the 20th century. <gasps> this sounds fun. So the song, the dance, came, and it was like the Charleston. So you had to say if it's from the 19th century or the 20th century. And then the next one was the cakewalk, literally. So I was oh, like, wow. you had to differentiate which era the cakewalk was from i did not know that it has yeah it has roots in slavery it's like the same thing with the slogan you take the cake it's like Mm -hmm. yeah i didn't know that yeah i don't know shit about dancing i never had to take dance in high school i don't know how i got out of it i got like sorting hatted placed away from it i played pickleball two semesters in a row instead you are so lucky yeah fuck that pickleball was fun i loved pickleball and now like it's a thing (laughs) Is it? Yeah. Pickleball is fun. Pickleball is like fully a thing right now. Where? Like yuppies play it. I want to get in on some pickleball. So do I. And there's like a um, a reality competition show coming to Paramount Plus where celebrities and comedians are playing pickleball for um, comic relief. Oh. And it's got like the weirdest variety of people. I think I saw Emma, Emma Watson from the Harry Potter movies. She's in it. Playing pickleball? Yeah, and it's it's hosted by someone really interesting, too. Maybe John Lithgow, something like that. It's got a very weird cast of things, and it starts on Paramount Plus in a couple days. Wow. And it's a pickleball That's celebrity crazy. tournament. Yeah. What was that show that Jim Carrey hosted? <laughs> Jim Carrey hosted a show. Not Jim Carrey, Drew Carrey. <laughs> <laughs> Drew Carrey. <laughs> Whose line is it anyway? Yes! Tell me that show wasn't funny. Whose line is funny? And I just saw that that's ending. 
Is it still on? So it's still on right now, and it's been on for quite a few seasons. Does he still host it? Aisha oh. Tyler is now the host oh. of it. But it does still feature Colin Mockery and um, what's his face? Well, I feel like what else would they do? They're so good at oh that. Oh, my God. What is his name? Dana Gould is usually on it a lot. Um, oh, my God. Wayne Brady. Wayne. Why couldn't I think of Wayne Brady? I feel like that's what Wayne Brady does. Yeah. It's like, what else does Wayne Brady do best? Mm-hmm. Whose line? Yeah. That, like, is a particular flavor of improv comedy, too. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's not, I don't know. It's its own That was so thing. weird, like, they, that that show was launched. Like, that was so, I feel mm-hmm. like it was random, and I would never think that it would, like, keep on keeping on like and it has, but it's it's funny. One of the it, funny things about it, too, is, like, I loved that show as a kid. And I as a like kid, yeah. I feel like it definitely yeah. had an impact on my, like, taste in comedy, mm-hmm. too, you know? Like, I'm a big improv fan, and I bet you that that's where I first experienced improv comedy was watching yeah. that show, you know? Yeah. Weird. I don't think I give that show enough credit. I haven't even really thought about it <laughs> until you brought it up just now. The Swedish chef tries to prepare a roast pig and roast beef, but fails at both. Oh, my God. Oh, this the is pig. when like, this pig walks in and it's wearing like some weird chains yeah. and stuff. I'm telling you, these pigs are like... <laughs> They got like They're a dungeon. They're up to some shit. Yeah, they have like a secret room. There's Let's a pig just... dungeon in the basement. Yes, there is. And it's funny because Piggy these... doesn't want anything to do with it. These obviously. pigs are kinky as hell. Uh-huh. Uh, they're singing other uh, yeah. village people songs down there. <laughs> Fozzie finds out that his poem recitation. They love to say recitation on this show. Yeah. That his poem recitation conflicts with Gonzo's tango number. Then Fozzie performs his rendition of Stopping by the Woods on a Snowy Evening while Gonzo performs Hernando's Hideaway. Between stanzas, finally they compromise and Fozzie sings the poem to Gonzo's tango tune. What's that? Gonzo's Hideaway. He changes the words to Gonzo's Hideaway instead of Fernando's Hideaway. So this is a tango from the Pajama Game. Yeah, I know it is. Yeah, I know know the Pajama Game. So now I have a song... That you probably haven't thought of in a very long time that I want to bring up to you. That has a tango flair. And um, Inside. It's not Living Libby Doyle. No. Okay. Deeper cut. Deeper cut. Deeper cut. It is. Hernando's Hideaway. Ole. And you know what that's about? It's about the prohibition. It's about like a speakeasy. Hernando's Hideaway, yeah. I've never seen Pajama Game. Were you the in Pajama? Pajama Game is... No, I was a uh, stagehand because I was in cheerleading, so I couldn't also couldn't be in the play. that much time? Yeah. So, okay. This song... God fucking damn it. Uh, Debla... Deb... Debla Morgan. Please tell me you remember this song. What year did this song come out? Let's make love. Yeah. And dance the night away. Ole. 2000. Yeah. That sweet spot of of Before 9-11. Thank God 9-11 had to stop it. Yeah. That's probably why 9-11 happened. (laughs) Like that. Yeah. Put the kibosh on. Too much glitter. Too much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Too much of that. But the second this song started, this Hernando's hideaway. You were like. I was like, yo, this is so familiar. So then I'm like, I can't think of the name of that song or anything. So thank God Apple Music has that. Like, you can literally type in lyrics and it will find the song for you. So I just type in, let's make love and dance the night away. 
Because <laughs> Debola, Debola never could have gotten oh, that. Oh, my God. Debola Morgan. Do you think that um, Elvis Duran, like, remembers, like, every popular song? Like, do you think he could, like, name you? I like... should fucking hope that if I was, like, Elvis Duran, I need your help. What is the song? He'd be like, oh, that's from like, 2000. I need you to let yeah. me know if this is a Deborah Cox song or a Whitney Houston song. He would be like, no, you remember that pop group? Debola. I, I don't even know what you said before, honestly. Oh, fuck. All right, now we're back in the kitchen. The Swedish chef moans in pain, bandaged, and with his arm in a sling, he assures the animals that he is going to make vegetable stew instead, but the vegetables leap from the counter and trounce him, then leave. I love the anthropomorphized vegetables. They're very cute. And I was like, oh, at first I was like, oh, vegetable soup, and then I saw them, and I was like, oh. (laughs) Yeah. Not going to happen. Yeah. (laughs) In the living room, Arlo and the Muppets sing, Sailing Down This Golden River. Come sail away, come sail away. This is another song that was recorded by Arlo in 1979 for his album Outlasting the Blues. I'm sorry, Arlo is the name of like a doorbell nowadays, Arlo right? Is, I used like to have a sec- Arlo yeah. security camera. Okay, because like, you keep saying Arlo, and I'm like, Arlo is technology of Arlo some sort. Arlo is technology. <laughs> I wonder if Arlo Guthrie has any um, stake? any stake in the Arlo security. <laughs> he owns 51 percent of that company. Hi, sharks. I like. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Uh, Well, now, at closing, Arlo and the Muppets are all gathered around the dinner table. The chef offers them a feast of... Well, maybe no turkey, but... uh, Well, well, I'm certain that the Swedish chef has cooked up something for us, right, chef? (laughs) What? It's vitamin pills. Vitamin pills? That's very... Have you ever seen the movie Toys with... uh... With Joan Cusack? I haven't seen... Okay, (laughs) Megan. My connection with the movie Toys exists in this. You ready? In the year 1997, maybe 1998, I was friends with a kid down the block, and he and his family had a minivan with a VCR... That wasn't a and minivan. That it, was right? a real van. And it was like... For the, families. There's three rows. Uh-huh. You know, it's a two, guest guzzler. I know the exact... two captain chairs in the front, yes. two captain chairs in the middle, yep. and the bench in the back. Yep. And they had a television. Yep. And for some reason, the movie Toys. Mm-hmm. So I have only seen about five minutes of the movie in Toys. In the back of the van. The length of time it takes to get from my apartment to the Old Country Buffet in oh. Gateway Shopping Center and then back. Yeah, handful. I've seen that much movie of Toys. It sounds fucking wild it is joan cusack plays she a eats toy? like a yeah she's like his sister but she's a toy a robot yeah thing right yeah and she he feeds her like a, it's like a piece of bread with mayonnaise and like these pills on and it and he's like a willy wonka type yeah right? yeah yeah like uh-huh. willy wonka meets like the chitty chitty bang bang dick Dick Van Dyke character, like he's like a tinkerer who owns a fabulous factory or something, right? Yeah, like, and he's—I think he's trying to get investment or something. Robin Williams, uh-huh. yeah. I forget, but I remember liking it as a kid and my parents not liking it and being like, "Ugh, I'm not watching." Uh huh. Yeah, I don't know why. But Joan it was like, Cusack. My parents had the same thing because I like—I feel like I remember being like, "I want to watch the rest of this movie. Can we get it from Blockbuster yeah. or whatever?" <laughs> 
And my parents being like, no, we're not going to do that. Yeah, I I feel like I'm going to rewatch that movie and I'll see it from a parental eye Uh and just see, like, why my parents hated it. Does it suck shit? Yeah. (laughs) Was it terrible? Or did they just not appreciate Joan Cusack? Because I I love her. Joan Cusack can do no fucking wrong, Yeah, I know. And Robin Williams. Robin Williams. mm. No, Robin Williams can do harm, but Uh I mean, I basically love him. I've never seen Joan Cusack bad in something. For real. Have you ever seen Robin Williams bad in something? Or that movie, One Hour Photo, just made you uncomfortable? Oh, one Hour Photo made me very uncomfortable. Have you ever seen the movie Final Cut that he's in? No. That That's a dark one, too. No. One Hour Photo fucked me up because yeah. I also, at that time that I was watching that movie, worked in a photo yeah, lab. I remember that. Printing photos. So, <sighs> that and like, movie. his experiences were very similar to experiences I could have had myself if I was a deranged human being, mm-hmm. you know? Like... It would be very easy to have done that, you know? It's weird. Yeah. That movie makes me very uncomfortable. Have uh-huh. you ever seen the movie May? Not in a million years. I feel like I watched it with you in like 2008 or something. Yeah, like but you know what's interesting uh-huh. to me is like Halloween just passed, you know, in October or whatever. It's mm-hmm. December now. I get yeah. it. But <laughs> I didn't see that on any like top horror horror movie list. It's or... not one of those ones that people talk about. No. Yeah, but that movie fucking creeped me out. Uh-huh. No, it was very creepy. He's creepy, and Angela Bettis, Bettis is great. She plays May. And she plays May, yeah. and Sick Girl, of course. Oh God, I can't talk about these. <laughs> <laughs> I can't talk about these. These fucking. Movies. Wait, can I ask you a question about video games, though? Yeah. So I'm, and by ask you a question, I just want to tell you about my video game experience. Yeah, ask, <laughs> ask me a question in the form of a statement. Yeah. So. <laughs> I really, I'm just going to recommend to you that you finish Uncharted 4, because mm-hmm. I know you haven't finished it. I have to probably plug my PlayStation 4 in and, like, do an update of yeah. 7, and then I could <laughs> probably give it a shot. Uh, it's very good. But now I'm playing um, Assassin's Creed Origins, and I have to tell you, like, the Ubisoft games, or Ubisoft, however you say it, mm-hmm. they have, like, a certain style to them, that, and yeah. I've played a lot of them, like, computer ones, PlayStation ones, whatever. Yeah. Just that, like, it's so, like, it's too heavy and too much. It's too clunky. Mm-hmm. There's like a thing that I don't like about so them. So even my Trivial Pursuit game that I'm playing right now is an Ubisoft game. And I had to, when I turned it on, create an Ubisoft account. Oh, God. And log into my Ubisoft account. And so I'm like, annoying. I don't fucking know any of these things. Yeah. All I want to play is dumb, dumb Trivial Pursuit. Like, yeah. I'm not like trying to accrue any credits or goodwill with you. I don't care. Yes, I just want to play the game. Leave yeah. me alone. Can I just bypass all this? What was that game that I played that you said Justin also played, I think? And it was like you start off as this like little amoeba or something like that and then you like can like that was evolve a game from, and like grow. the creator of The Sims called like Spore. I think it was called like Spore. That. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. It was a computer game. It was a computer from, like, game. I played it on my so. HP laptop. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like you raised a being from molecule to whatever from spore to you know yeah, and you can become like an alien and you like choose its evolution paths and everything and like it's predator it's prey it's all it's a really cool concept but like again the ubisoft like way of the game was designed i didn't i stopped playing after a while i didn't like it it's just like so clunky to me yeah it's like like and I'm playing Assassin's Creed and I'm like, wow, I love the way this guy can jump on buildings, but like I miss the way that the controls worked so from now, the Naughty Dog games. To me, it's very interesting that you can relate Assassin's Creed to my. I just even said Trivial Pursuit mm-hmm. to a game that you played years ago on the computer called Spore, and they're all from the same developing company. 
and you have similar problems with all of them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I do. That does say something about your development as a whole, right? Like, your <laughs> systems have always... Yeah, there's something about them that don't. Off. Yeah, that I don't quite love. And it's wild, also, because this is what like the twelfth maybe Assassin's Creed. I'm, this is a shot in the oh, dark. No. I don't know. What I've played number. a lot. It's, I played like, all the ones for the PS. For the at first, I played them on Xbox 360, and they've been then making I them, them for the PS3. Yeah, they might even have PS2 versions or something. Yeah, you know, they've existed I've been playing for so them a while. Long, yeah, and yeah, it's like. And this like, company has happened. And I used to love Assassin's Creed until I started playing Uncharted. And I'm just, I like the way that Nathan Drake moves mm-hmm. better than it's the way. So, it's like, it's smooth and cinematic. Yeah, exactly. You know? I have to play um, All of Us Part 2. Or The Last of Last Us. Last of Us, yeah. yeah. Part 2. On. So, what games are you playing? Are you playing this just the Switch? Um, I've been playing on the Switch. I've been playing Switch. Pokemon Violet Ooh. that just came out. It's like a brand new so open world Pokemon what's about game. A, what's a Pokemon game about? I've only played Pokemon Go. I've never played a Pokemon game. So the Pokemon games are like stupid, but fun. But fun. Everybody loves they them. They satisfy this like need to gather. Okay. You know, because the whole idea is that there's X number of Pokemon in this game and you can go find them all. Oh, really? And you can get them all by doing certain tasks or defeating certain people, whatever. And it just, it really just satisfies that. But I have like... I get this is one of those franchises for some reason that I get FOMO for. So if like I'm on Twitter and everyone's like, "Oh man, check out this weirdo" or whatever, then I'm like, "Ah, I want to play Pokemon." Yeah. <laughs> so I always buy them like the physical version because mm-hmm. I play it literally for like three weeks and then I'm like, eh. and eh, I go trade yeah. it in for like something that I'd really want to play forever, mm-hmm. you know. But um, especially Liz has a Switch now too, and she likes to play them still, and it's like n- half nostalgia, half like obsessive compulsive oh, yeah. like you know need to task and everything mm-hmm. oh yeah so they're fun for a few weeks and then it's like you know right. i yeah. move on to the next thing but there's people who are like so rabid about it like liz and i we played the last one that came out maybe three or so years ago sword and shield and we had a lot of fun with it they've changed so much since they were a game boy game you know now they're on a console you know yeah. so it's like open world and you can really like explore That's and it's so cool like you see the wild pokemon like going about their th- business and then they maybe come attack you or you can go attack them and stuff it's really neat versus you would literally like walk and it would just say like oh you're in an you're in a, an you. attack and it's like well you didn't see anything happen that yeah. looked different but um That's interesting. Yeah and we're like playing and now this is like I don't know maybe the 10th entry into this franchise and they create several hundred Pokemon each game, and we haven't played all of them. So we're, like, encountering things. We're like, okay, Pikachu, gotcha. Aww, you yeah. know, like, we know you. Yeah. And then it's, like, some weird, like, spider thing. We're oh, like, yeah. what the fuck is this? Is this new, or is this just, like, old, but we didn't play it? You know, like, there was a Pokemon in the Sword and Shield game that I was obsessed with called Trashol. <laughs> it was a little garbage bag, right? Or Trubbish, it's called. And Sword and Shield was based out of, like, it was supposed to be an amalgam of Scotland and the UK. Oh, wow. And England. So, I'm like, Trubbish, this has to be new for this game. They called garbage rubbish, you know? So then I'm like, oh my god, Trubbish, look at him. And then my brother's like, yeah. I'm like, did you get one yet? He's like, yeah, why? I'm like, it's so cool. He's like, yeah, they've existed for, like, six years. And I was like, oh, I had no idea. I've never (laughs) seen him before. I love this little garbage bag guy. That's so cool. You should get a stuffy of him. I should. Yeah. I oh wish that we could have Pokemon and they'd be like cats, but like different shapes of a we cat. We saw the movie together. 
Yeah. Detective Pikachu. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'll watch that. <laughs> like a million years ago before, and it was a different time. I love Team Rocket. I don't care who they are. They have the coolest look. They really do. The, I love the cartoon versions of Jesse them. Jesse and James mm-hmm. with like the rose in his mouth. And how they like They're come like, down. Uh-huh. And, and then Meowth. Meowth. He can talk for some yeah, reason. Yeah, I, I really do. I'm a big fan. All right, next week, Megan, we're going to watch the Beverly Sills episode. Beverly! I just said Muffet Show. Miss Muffet. Beverly. What is that Beverly like that? Rock with Modern Life. It's <laughs> Mr. Big... Big yeah, it's Mr. Big Head's wife. And Mr. Big Head is like, Beverly! So, I fucking love Mr. Big Head. Next week, the pigs... Oh, Eddie! <laughs> the pigs are excited that guest star Beverly Sills plans to perform the opera Pigle- oh. Pigoletto oh, as boy. the closing number. For his work in the episode, art director Malcolm Stone received the first of two Emmy Award nominations for his work on The Muppet Show. Oh, for this episode that we're going to watch? Yeah, and Callista Hendrickson received her second of two Emmy nominations. Oh, it must be cool. like the pig episode with the ballet that they won. Didn't yeah. they win for oh, that? Yeah. Or or the No, no, no. The Jane Morano one they won something. Rita Morano. Rita Morano, there was yeah. A, she won guest actress in a sketch variety yeah. or something, yeah. So this is cool. Wow. We're about to watch an award-winning episode. Yeah. Heck yeah. So you can follow us on social media at ITTWTM. Follow us. Message us. And until next week. Thanks for the gumball, Pokemon Go. Bye.